Welcome to our podcast this week, Summer Shorts on Circle Forum, where we're telling stories about our practice and how things may not have gone well and how that changed our practice. If you'd like some more information about restorative practices, be sure to check out our website, www.restorative.ca. Follow us on Instagram, circle.forum. We've got a YouTube channel now, Circle Forum. And we have a website, circleforum.ca. So check it out. This week's story is an extract of a conversation we had earlier this year with a very experienced teacher, Brooke, and a very challenging class that she had. And here's the story of how she started restorative practice right near the end of the school year. couple of suspensions in my class which typically for our school is not very common but there's a lot of emotion and a lot of the children are having a hard time regulating that and handling it appropriately so two kids were coming back from a suspension and I had messaged our principal and I just said I'm really concerned like I feel like them coming back from a suspension like it just seems wrong like I feel like we can't end it there I, I think we need to talk to them and I think I did actually use the word like restorative conversation but I really didn't know I had forgotten what all that meant and so she forwarded that email or sent that message to Steve and then Steve shows up at my door and that's how it started and I think we've been doing the circles for this is our fourth week now I'm very grateful that Steve is here because even though I'm an experienced teacher I've been teaching for about 15 years and I feel that I have a pretty solid take on the social emotional part and I'm good with kind of spontaneous spontaneous conversations I was sweating at the thought of leading this completely on my own. And so Steve was really great and said, how about I model it for you and we'll do it together. First of all, you need to do this. It is so powerful and so valuable and get yourself someone who can model it for you because that makes a world of difference. And I think it also makes you more likely to do it, right? It's it's the accountability piece that also takes the pressure and, and the fear off of you. Do you remember when the first time Steve was modeling it for you, what might've jumped out at you that I'm like, wow, I didn't know that needed to happen. Anything there? For sure. So some things were new for me. So what is a talking piece? I had no idea. What are the norms? How do you teach them? Like, I, I feel that because I'm so structured as a teacher, I was looking for that structure. So I actually had a clipboard and Steve was saying, okay, you would do this and you would do that. I'm like, okay, I understand the format, but what happens if they do this? Or what if they say this? And it was really helpful. Like Steve, even just the vocabulary, like he would say, okay, if they're acting out, then maybe grab the ball, like the talking piece, we use a basketball, a little basketball. He'd say, okay, time out. Or he'd say, pause. So even just hearing that language used was really helpful for me and making me feel more confident and learning more about it. Yeah, and the first circle that we did, there was a, a lot of little things. I mean, there was a lot of big things that happened, a lot of little things. I mean, it, it was a typical of a first circle in a lot of classes. And this was, as Brooke has said, there's a lot of kids that have a difficult time self-regulating. And, you know, we reasoned that we had to have that talking piece because they all just talk over top of each other. Somebody says something and five other people will start talking about that thing to them. And, you know, we needed to get away for the kids to 
not interrupt and listen, actually listen to what somebody was saying. So we started off with this basketball as a talking piece. And, you know, the first time it didn't work really well, as much as we reminded and reminded. And, you know, some kids got it right away. There's always those ones that get it. And some just really struggled with having to hold their tongue because it wasn't their turn and they didn't have the ball. And I know the one time, I think it was the second or third circle, there's so many of them talking. I mean, I'm trying to say pause and they weren't even listening to me. So I just held the ball up in the air and just held it really high in the air to signify I've got the ball. And they kind of went, oh, they kind of figured what's going on over there. He's got the ball in the air. We still keep pushing that piece of when someone's got the ball, they're the one talking. It is getting better. There's no question it's getting better. We've all faced it, right? A new situation, fears about starting something new, and then actually overcoming that to get the help that we need. And that's what Brooke did. She saw that things weren't working well. She reached out and who should appear on a white horse, actually more in a circle, but Steve, who coached her through some simple things like processes and language and circle talking pieces, all of which helped change Brooks' practice. If you'd like to find out more about restorative practices, you can check out our website, restorative.ca. If you'd like to find out about how you could be involved with some coaching for restorative practice in your school or your classroom, send me a note to stan at restorative.ca. Check us out and follow us on YouTube, Circle Forum, and let's consider starting a circle when you need it.